Welcome to the C3 Church Coffs Harbour podcast. We're glad you're here. We pray that you'll be blessed and encouraged by this week's message. Good morning, church. How are we? As Pastor Justin said, I'm probably a little nervous just because um, we all face challenges and and yeah, preaching is confronting right now, today for me. So there you go. Permission to talk freely. Yes, thank you. Um, so my name's Robert Manwaring. Uh, you can call me Mangs. Um, some of you guys I've been known for a long time. Some not for so long, but this is our family, and I loved what Pastor Justin and Joe said today. Like, this is our family, like, and it just, you know, I'm probably a little bit like emotionally ragged. Well, for a few reasons, but we got a new puppy a couple of days ago. Yeah, um, Cosmo Kramer Man Wearing. <laughs> mum's, mum's doing really well. Um, they're all good. Uh, hey? I should have got a should I? He's super cute, oh, i got to say. Oh, my goodness. Um, but everyone's having babies. And I'm like, me and Karen are like, we're getting way left behind. This is not good. <laughs> Let's get puppy. <laughs> so, um, oh, look, he's kept us awake for two nights in a row. <laughs> How do you guys have babies? <laughs> it's crazy. But he is adorable. He's going to be... Oh, no. Is he there? Oh. Karen said, I'll sneak in up the back with Kramer and um, he'll be quiet, he'll be fine, he'll be fine. Yeah. So, he's gorgeous, but oh boy, yeah, no sleep is not good when you're going to preach, you know, like. Anyway, isn't it good to have our pastors back? So good. Sounds like they had a great time, which is what we wanted. Um, so, um, oh, this... You know, I was thinking about preaching, and it's like, you know, I'm nervous or, you know, apprehensive about it, and it's like, so I was just recently, I, I just heard this before, previously, like, when, um, when a preacher, when you watch a preacher, you make your mind up whether you like him in the first 30 seconds, or her, in the first 30 seconds of them speaking, right? And I thought, I got up here, and like, this is probably 30 seconds or a minute, but like, I, I already love you guys. <laughs> I've made my mind up within 10 seconds, you know, like... You're awesome. You're all smiling at me. This is good. So, set in red. That's what we're supposed to be here for. So, um, set in red. It's a great series. Um, Pastor Justin started it, and then um, we had Beck, Pete, and Cam, who I listened to online, which was really great. Like every little snippet, I, I got something different out of it. I thought that was really, really cool. And then Ben last week, which was awesome. Um, but I missed the last two weeks, me and Karen, because we've been away. But anyway, it's been a great series. Um, so today, I wanted us to focus on challenges. What are we struggling with? Because the passages today, um, which is in uh, John around the story of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead, which is an incredible story, um, there's two passages in there I want us to focus on a little bit later. Um, and that's the set in red. That's the part. And, you know, as I said, we're all going through challenges. If you want to turn to your Bible to chap, uh, John chapter 11, if you've got your Bible or your iPhone. John chapter 11. 
Now, the story of Lazarus goes from um, verse 1 to verse 44, so I'm not going to put it up on there and read it to you because we'd be here for a couple of hours. So. But look, it's an amazing story, it really is. Um, you know, there's so many things in the story of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead after four days in the grave that there's so much in there. Thanks. There's so much in there that, you know, like, but we can't talk about all of it. But there's a certain part of it where Jesus, through his teachings, through his words, basically teach us, okay, we're going through a challenge, what do we do? What, what is this all about? That's what I fo- want to focus on today. So, quickly, story of Lazarus. I mean, if you've been around for a while, if you probably even if you haven't, if you don't believe in God, you're not, you know, you're not a Christian. You might still know the story of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. So, Lazarus was sick. He fell sick. A short story. This is going to be like a really shortened version. Uh, Lazarus fell sick. Lazarus was really close to Jesus. Jesus loved Lazarus. Mary and Martha, Lazarus' sister, um, sisters, sent word to Jesus and said, Look, Lazarus is sick. You've got to come back. He wasn't in Bethany or in Jerusalem at that time. So he come on back. So um, in, in verse 3 it says, um, They sent a message to the one he loved, the one Jesus loved. So he loved Lazarus. So they're expecting, he's going to rush back, you know, and heal him like he has everybody else. Um, but what Jesus did throughout this, this passage is he waited for four days. So initially he said, um, when they talked to him about, look, come on back, he said, this sickness will not end in death. It's all right. He's not going to die. He'll be fine. I'll be back. Don't panic. So um, he waited four days, right? So the guys back in Bethany, Martha, Mary and all the mourners, they were, Lazarus died and they were just obviously heartbroken. It's like, what's going on? We sent word to Jesus, where is he? So he comes back and they're they're not happy. They're like, why didn't you come back? He waited four days. The interesting thing about that is, why do you wait four days? So apparently the Jewish tradition back in that time teaches that the dead body, a dead body, is not truly and finally dead until the fourth day. So he's like, Jesus is like, well, I'm going to wait because three days it's like, you kind of still, you know, fourth day it's like, forget it. (laughs) Amazing, isn't it? He waited four days. He's not going to have any excuses. So it was extremely emotional. Martha and Mary are really upset. Um, The mourners are upset. And really interesting, in verse 33, it says, Jesus felt, in different translations, different things, but he felt deep anger. Deep anger welled up within Jesus. He was deeply troubled. Another version says he wept. Why? They thought it was because, oh no, Lazarus is dead. And they're saying, oh, Jesus is upset about it. Which they totally missed the point, didn't they? But why was he upset? You know, there's different, different reasonings behind that. But, you know, I think he was upset because, look, why don't you trust me? He said at the start, this sickness is going to end in death. But here they are back now, and it's like, well, he's dead. We just don't understand God. We're not supposed to, are we? We are not God. 
We don't know. He said it's not going to end in death. Well, his word's truth. There's a difference between truth and reality. What's the reality? He's dead. But what's truth? It will not end in death. Which one are we going to believe? So they rolled away the stone. Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus rose from the dead. Amazing miracle. Four days dead. Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus rose from the dead. And everybody's like, oh my goodness. <laughs> Incredible miracle. So... Out of, that, out of that story, what did Jesus want us to know? What was the key thing? So we're going to get to that in a minute. Um, but parallel to that, the reason why I wanted to speak about that amazing miracle, but also the things that Jesus says about it, is um, uh, I guess when, I talk about, when we talk about struggles, when we talk about challenges, um, a lot of you know I've had this eye condition for about... 18 months now so I had nose surgery 18 months ago um, for some reason the nose surgery caused a, like a neurological thing where my eyes would close so I had the nose surgery came back and was recovering and my eyes are closing and I'm like all squinty and it's all it was just totally weird for the first three to six months it's like what on earth is going on here so, you know, that, that's been a major challenge. So that was 18 months ago. It's still happening. It's improved. Um, the condition's called blafrospasm, which is, which, is, which is a neurological condition. So basically it means my eyes will close unless I have Botox injections. And you don't need to comment about how young I'm look, looking. I know you probably noticed, but <laughs> I've had some comments. But, um, well, we haven't got a youth pastor, so I'm like... Maybe a few more Botoxes. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, so um, the eye condition. Um, it, it was a real challenge. Like the first six months, and, and there's a lot of you guys who probably, you know, um, know some of the journey, but, you know, I try to shield it away. I'd come to church and I'd try and hope that no one noticed, you know, I'd just. And my eyes open and, you know, some people like thought it was, you know, they didn't say anything. They're very polite. You're beautiful, beautiful people. Um, but anyway, you know, like for a time there I couldn't drive. I couldn't read. I couldn't, um, I couldn't work. Like um, my work is on the computer a lot of the time and meeting people. So I'm meeting people, right, you know, um, clients with real difficulties and challenges again. So I work with people with disabilities. Um, yeah, and I'm sitting there with this whole blinking thing or it looks like, and they'll say, are you falling asleep? So I'd have to, every time I'd talk to someone, I'd have to explain what's going on. So, you know, it was a real challenge. That first six months was crazy. Um, but, you know, our church family and some of the guys and our pastors and people who supported me through are incredible. Um, and that's what we do in challenges, don't we? We support each other. Um, so, yeah. So, anyway, um, that was real challenge. I had to, so I still have to have Botox every three months. Um, I believe that's supposed to be for the rest of my life. And I'm like, no, 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 don't think so. You know, so, you know, part of it is, um, you know, when you have a, if you're struggling with healing or whatever that challenge is that you identified at the start, there's a physical, emotional and spiritual part in that. 
And, you know, through, when you go through stuff, you learn things, don't you? You don't learn anything when everything's going well. But, so for me, this is an example. I don't want to make it about this eye condition. I want to make it about what you're um, challenged with today. But it's paralleled to it. Um, so there's a physical part. So I'm going to do a neurologist in Sydney. I don't know how I got into this guy. He's a guru and he's sort of waiting this for two years and I got into him. So, you know, it's like all God's favour. So I'm doing that. I'm continuing to go to him. That's the physical part. I'm, I have to keep doing things with my eyes and it's just all like physical stuff. Then there's an emotional side of it where if you're going through something where you, you know, you're, you're sick, whether it's, um, you know, you've got a real serious sickness and you've got cancer or you've got problems with, uh, you know, um, with your heart or whatever it is, or, or just to things that, you know, we all have stuff that's like, this body's breaking down, you know, we all have that. Or even it's just a different challenge. There's still an emotional part of it. It's emotional toll. How are you handling it? You know, and, and this blepharospasm that I have, um, the number one thing that is the biggest danger is depression and anxiety. Just because you have to struggle every minute of every day to try and keep your eyes open. And even now, it's a lot better, like, but it's still that pulling always there, always there. And it's like the doctor, the neurologist said, he kept checking up, all of them, all of them would say, oh, how are you doing, how are you going? He's like, you know, I get the report back, this guy looks, seems quite well adjusted. <laughs> He doesn't know me too well because he's only met me for a couple of days. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? So, but what God does is he keeps you emotionally stable if you keep him in your world, keep him in the process. He, doesn't he, you know, he hasn't healed this. But emotionally, I'm kind of handling it. Yeah, I'm not completely unhinged. I've always been a little bit unhinged, but <laughs> mostly I'm doing well. <laughs> so... And then the spiritual side of it. So I love it that there's a physical, emotional and spiritual side. So the spiritual side has been the most interesting journey for me since I've had this condition. It's like, so, you know, I'm like full on, God's going to heal this thing. You know, and everybody here, so many people have prayed for me and I'm so, so thankful for that. And like people come up and say, means I've been praying for you. And it's like, what, really? That's awesome. You know, so um, it's just amazing, the church family. But, you know, sticking with God spiritually is the biggest thing. Of those three things, physical, emotional and spiritual, you can talk about Im- spiritual, uh, physical and emo- like intelligence, emotional intelligence and spiritual intelligence, right? Spiritual intelligence is by far the highest power. There's no question. So if you want to get something right, you need to get the spiritual side right. So that's kind of been a big part of my journey, like... I can't go into it now, but it's a lot of stuff has happened, you know, um, with God. I mean, I've been like yelling at God, and I've been, I've been crying. Like, boy, in the first six months, I was like a mess. I was like crying. I just, I'd go home to Karen in the afternoon after trying to keep my eyes open at work all day, and I would just literally, she'd say something, and I'm crying like big crocodile tears, you know, because it's just the strain of it is like I can't do this. And that went on for quite a long time. Um, so, you know, you've got to hang in there. And you're cranky with God. It's like, why, didn't you, why aren't you healing me? Like, I'm just sold out to you. You know, I love you. What? You know, and I see so many people and I go, they are so amazing, these people that, and in, in our family. Why aren't you healing them? You know, it's a question, you know. Like, it, it, it's, um, it's always there. But it's like, well, I'm going to stick with you anyway. I'm going to stick with you. I'm going to stick with you. I'm going to keep... We're going to keep our relationship happening. 
Um, but you know, there's, and then there's funny things like I don't, I don't like to be too serious. As probably most people know, but um, you know, you got to have a laugh at yourself. And like throughout the first, particularly six months when I was struggling, we had some really funny times. Um, there was one time where I went to, uh, we went up to get Botox on the Gold Coast. Um, we were going for dinner afterwards, so we walked into the club, and Karen's been doing everything for me this stage, right? She's driving, she's reading, she's she's like my carer. And so it's like, I'm going to the bar, I'm going to get us a drink, right? You sit down, relax. You know, and I thought, I'm taking this on, I can do this. You know, to go to a bar and buy a drink was really, really hard. So I went to the bar, all went well, I got the drinks, brought them back to the table, and I was really like, yeah, all right. I did well. So about five minutes later, the bartender comes over and she's just sort of standing there looking at us. And we're like, what's she doing? You know, she comes over to the table and she picks up the tips jar (laughs) with water in it and takes it back to the bar. (laughs) So I I had um, got our our drinks and taken the tips jar (laughs) back to the table. Oh, my goodness. So I think I went back there and said, Luke, really sorry. And she's like, yeah, right, yeah, okay. You can't, you can't see, yeah, that's, yeah, I've heard that one before. There's lots of funny stories, but another story is like, we're in this elevator, probably at the same time, and I, because I couldn't see, I wanted to read things. So I was like, let's keep this skill honed, you know, let's keep reading it. I wanted to read things, so I was reading things. I'm like, what's that say? You know, and then so it's in the elevator in this middle part, and I'm like I couldn't read that because it looked really like small writing. It's like I said, Karen, what's that say? And she just burst out laughing. She said, "That's the braille. <laughs> That's the braille writing." <laughs> oh goodness! So you got to laugh. You got to laugh at yourself. Don't go through something and be too serious. Just go look. I'm going to try and see the funny side of this, you know, as much as you can. Uh, so, um, look, we're running out of time, so I want to get to the two scriptures set in red, the things that really stood out in this passage about Lazarus' story. Steph, can you just put that slide up? So, in relation to Lazarus' story, in relation to our challenges, my challenges... We, um, we've got to trust God. We've got to trust God in the process. And these two scriptures really stood out for me. Um, you know, as I said before, why, why do we pray for things, not just healing, but you know, things? Why do we pray and it doesn't happen? Why do we have to wait so long, the waiting room? Don't we hate that? What's that waiting room? You know, why does sometimes it not happen? You know, we've all had people that we've lost and, you know, like, why? You know, we don't know why. And, I, you know, because you go through stuff, you start to question these things. It's like, what, what? You know, I want to know what I believe. You know, how can I handle this? And these two scriptures were really, really important. Um, well, it actually came about. I can't take credit for it, really, so hmm, I have to be honest. Um, so we were on the... Uh, we were driving somewhere with Karen again, so and I said, "Look, this is what I'm going to preach about." You know, and just sort of started saying, "I know what I'm going to preach about. You know, I know the set in red thing." And she, like, I, I only really did one sentence. She said, "I know what it is." I'm like, "What? I know what the scripture is." And she said, "That scripture." 
And I'm like, the second one actually, didn't I tell you if you'd only believe? And I'm like, I started crying. Like I started, I'm like, oh my God. Isn't it funny how God uses people, anything, he uses anything. It doesn't have to be like, well, I received the revelation, you know. <laughs> I didn't, it's all, it's Karen really. She probably should be up here with Kramer to be honest. <laughs> So, it's an amazing story, but these two things that Jesus says, when he, so in verse 4 he says, when he heard this, so basically saying, look, this sickness will not end in death. No, it's for God's glory, so that God's Son may be glorified through it. So he said right at the start, the sickness will not end in death, right? And then we talked about, why was he upset at the end? He said, no, it's for God's glory. So what does he mean by that? It's for God's glory. Again, in verse 40. So we go right back down to verse 40. And he said again, didn't I tell you that if you believe, the sickness will not end in death, I said. Remember, why don't you believe? Mags, why don't you believe? Why don't you believe me? Why don't you believe for that challenge? Why? If only you just believe me, you will see his glory. And does that mean that it's going to be, you know, I'm going to get healed? Does that mean that your challenges are going to be answered? No, it doesn't really mean that. It means that we'll see his glory. And you know, his glory could be different for all of us. It's his glory in that situation, in what you're going through. My eyes, so many things have happened where I've just got a higher level of compassion and love for people because they care about me. I see people struggling through things and I have a better reality of that. I've always been pretty healthy, you know, at least physically. (laughs) But um, (laughs) I like to have a go at myself every now and then. It's okay. But... um, you know, it's, it teaches you so many things. So really, this is a crunch of what, what I'm trying to say today is all about this. So it's through Lazarus' story, through my story, through your story. Because, you know, God's God and we're not. And in the big picture, it's about his glory, not about our healing not about our challenges. It's about his glory. It's about his glory. I keep saying it. I know it's like, I hope that gets in your spirit or it impacts you. I know God will speak to you whether you're here and you're a Christian or not. You know, we all face challenges. It's like, well, what's the answer to this? You know, and if we research, we think about, well, what is your glory for me? What is it in this? Like for me, if I had to choose, and this is a, if, if I had to choose between my eye being healed or having his glory, I'm choosing his glory. Wow. I could go the rest of my life putting up with this, but if you said you can have his glory, I'm like, oh my God. I want his glory. 
I want to really know what that is. Seeing God's glory is much better than our answer. It's not about healing or restoration of a situation or our finances being fixed up. It's not about what you've got in your head to start this morning, really. It's about his glory. And I don't really understand that. Like, I don't understand yet what, what's his glory mean. But as soon as Karen actually asked me that question, he said, would you choose his glory or would you choose your eye condition? I don't know where she got that from. <laughs> well, I do. And I just cried. I'm just like, oh God, his glory, his glory. But it's true, I would. That's a big call. And do I want to put up with this? No. Do you want to put up with your challenges? It's hard. And our hearts break for all of you guys. Every, you know, we love each other. That's what families do. But his glory is more important. And that's what in my heart I want to see for everybody. That we really understand is bigger than, it's bigger than what we're going through. It doesn't mean we don't pray and have faith and believe. We absolutely do. God's word says, lay hands on the sick and they shall be healed. So we do it. And it says, believe in faith, you can move the mountain. We do it. We believe and pray in faith. But in the big picture, his glory is what it's all about. His glory and our relationship with our creator. Thanks for tuning in to the C3CH podcast. We trust this week's message inspired and encouraged you. We hope to see you in one of our services soon. For more information on C3 Church Coffs Harbour, visit www.c3ch.com.